0: Hello everybody, this is John Hagedorn and welcome to 1001 Stories for the Road, also known as Caffeine for the Curious and your home for good old fashioned entertainment. So where was the first gasoline powered automobile built? Was it France? England? America? How about Germany? I guess our title gives it away. The early history of the automobile really begins around 1808 when Francois Itzhak Rivas designed the first car powered by an internal combustion engine, and it was fueled by hydrogen, not gasoline. Much later, in 1870, Siegfried Marcus created the two-cycle combustion engine, powering it with gasoline. But just an engine, not an automobile. Then Gaston Plant invented the first car battery in 1859. Then came the four-stroke diesel engine, invented by Rudolf Diesel. But the big one came in 1885, when Carl Benz developed the first gasoline-powered automobile. Yes, it was a man's world. Most women were happy to be left with the job of raising the kids and tending to the duties of home and hearth. In 1888, Carl and Bertha Benz had been married for 18 years. He was 43, and she was 39, and they were living in Mannheim, Germany. Carl was an engineer who had received a patent on his new automobile three years before, in 1885, called the Benz Patent Motor Wagon. Bertha, while raising the two Benz boys, Richard and Eugen, had an engineering mind herself and accompanied Carl in every project he undertook. She knew engines, and she knew cars, but she also knew that in this highly competitive industry, many men became so tied down with the engineering aspect that they failed to get their product out in front of the public. She was getting frustrated watching her husband, the perfectionist, try and get everything right before he took the next big step of field testing it. He had already built two models and was working on a third. They were light, three-wheeled vehicles powered by his own single-cylinder gasoline engine. They got about 25 miles per gallon, and although they had test-driven them locally, they hadn't been road tested on a long trip. And keep in mind that there were no paved roads because there were no cars yet. So road tests meant driving the vehicle over bumpy paths and fields. She believed in her husband's cars. And it was time to take the boys, ages 14 and 15, to see their grandmother, who lived 90 kilometers, or 65 miles away, in Forsheim. Again, no service stations. No road service help in case of a breakdown. No roads, really, to speak of, except wagon wheel rutted country roads that often cross through streams. But it was time to see mom. It was also time to show the world what automobiles were made for. Family trips. But knowing that Carl would object, she and the boys decided to set out on their own, and they planned their ride, mapping out the towns they'd be passing through, securing the knowledge that they could buy gas, then known as LeGroin, at any town pharmacy, which sold it as cleaning fluid. Early one morning she left a note for Carl on the table and quietly rolled the bends out of the garage and down the road with the help of the boys starting it up out of earshot of the house and garage. She was to keep him informed by telegram of their progress so he wouldn't worry much. She and the boys were riding into history, this being the first long-distance car trip ever made, although they probably didn't realize just how important it would be considered 150 years later. And off they went, passing through Ilvesheim, Ladenburg, Schreisheim, Heidelberg, and then on to Wieslach, south of Heidelberg, where they stopped to get gas at the pharmacy, just as they had planned. There is still a sign located there at the pharmacy, which is still there, and still proudly known as the first filling station in the world, with a monument dedicated to her historic road trip. Somewhere along the route, the fuel line clogged and the car sputtered to a stop. Villagers gathered in amazement, none of them ever having seen a car before, much less a woman commandeering one. Bertha got out lifted the engine cover, and checked the fuel line. She knew every part of the engine, and this was elementary. She found the clog and cleared it with a hat pin. But now it wouldn't start. Again, looking at the engine wire, which she suspected, she saw that a bare part of the wire was touching the car's metal frame and short-circuiting. She improvised an insulator from her garter, wrapping the cloth around the bare wire. On the road again, they passed through Weingarten, and Berkhausen waving to the people who were staring at the motorized family wonder. Some were afraid. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. As they approached the town of Boschlot, the brakes were getting squishy, so Bertha stopped in the shoemaker's shop and asked if he could replace the leather on a brake shoe. Soon after, they found that the Bens didn't have the oomph to make it up a hill, so, spotting two boys working in a farm field, they called for help, and her boys and the two farm boys pushed the car up the hill that the two-and-a-half-horsepower engine couldn't handle. Early in the evening that same day, a telegram was delivered to Carl Benz, letting him know that his family was safe and sound at Grandma's house. He telegraphed back, asking her to send him the drive chains, which he needed in order to get his third car ready for an exhibition in Munich. And, based on the information that Bertha had provided, along with the drive chain, along with her suggestion to add a low gear, which he did, Carl took the car to the show in Munich, and it was a huge hit. By the time he reached Munich, his car was the talk of the town. Crowds of pedestrians ran after it in the streets. The age of the automobile had begun in Europe, soon to be followed in America with Henry Ford's mass-produced Model T. In 2008, the Bertha-Benz Memorial Route was officially approved as a scenic tourist route by the German authorities, and it is seen as a monument to Germany's industrial culture of which Bertha and Carl were a moving part. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road, where every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we release a new episode for your listening enjoyment. 1001 Stories for the Road was inspired by our big brother, 1001 Heroes, the research for which has turned up a treasure chest of great stories, too short for our typical 45-minute shows at 1001 Heroes, and these stories, averaging about 15 to 20 minutes each, needed a new home. So we created 1001 Stories for the Road. We're available 24-7 at iTunes, our terrific host, Audioboom.com, and everywhere great podcasts are found. We have two other 1001 shows out there, and we encourage you to give them a try. Those are 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories and Mysteries, and 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. You can catch all our 1001 network shows and archives, including this one, at www.1001storiespodcast.com and we encourage your posts at facebook.com forward slash 1001 stories for the road we'll be back real soon